Hey, this is Steve. Welcome back to another episode of the Endurance Path Podcast with me, Steve. This is episode number five, and it's going to be a new kind of episode. This is actually going to follow along and go right along with my July recap. So a little while back, I'd start doing monthly recaps. If you look them on the website right now, I'm calling them whatever the month is, recap, what happened, what's up, and what's next. And this is the podcast audio version of that for July 2017. Uh, July was a good month for both training and racing. So uh, previously in my previous written version back in June, I talked about changing my race plans. I did end up changing my race plans for July. I dropped a whole bunch of the local stuff I was going to do. There was some road races and some mountain biking and even a triathlon that I was kind of all geeked up about doing, but once I got into the season and after doing the Lutzen 99, I was kind of just really wanting to do the long mountain bike stuff. So I scratched all those off the calendar and I headed out to Pennsylvania at the end of the month to do the Wilderness 101. That is one of the NUE races, National Ultra Endurance Series races. And uh, it was awesome. It's a great event. Like you camped out at the start finish line and, and all that kind of stuff. But I'll, I'll go into that more when I get to the race report for that here in the next week. But, uh, it was cool. I it was, uh, had a good race. I think I finished 26th out of the men's open class. And, uh, it was cool. Lots of, lots of, lots of climbing climbs that you won't find anywhere near where I live. 20 plus minute sustained climbs. I think one of them was 30 minutes and, uh, lots of rocks. But anyways, the, uh, July was also a big, big part of July plans was actually just training for the Margie Gassick. So I, I dove into uh, part one of two training blocks that I was specifically doing for the Margie Gassick. Uh, secondly, this is just kind of a outline of, of what I'm going to talk about here. Uh, I started the podcast, which you're listening to right now. So inside the July recap, you will find a copy uh, or a link to the podcast version of it. So I will likely as I work through this, uh, go into more details, share some extra stuff just because it's easy to do because I don't have to type it out. Uh, so if you're listening to the podcast, you'll likely get more details, more info, more off the cuff, more just ad lib conversation around all of the, uh, my training stuff and whatever else is going on. So hope you enjoy it and, uh, let's dive into the training stuff. So in those, in those reports, I usually go through the training first and something you'll find different this month is I included a screenshot of my training peaks calendar. So everyone can see exactly what I did. Now you, some, some folks, there's a few folks that follow me on uh, Strava. So you see what I do anyways. I don't always get around to titling those right. And it's, it's, you can't actually see in a good like block what I'm doing. So this screenshot of my training peaks calendar really like lays it out nice if if you want to follow along and just curious curious what I'm doing and uh, but anyway so I completely stepped up my my time for July uh, if you remember in my last report I was talking about averaging about six and a half hours a week um, for my my total training hours I I think like May June I was hitting like 24 26 hours of, uh, ride time. Well, in July, I actually rode 42 hours and 26 minutes. So 42 and a half hours 
and I put in 556 miles. That was mostly on my mountain bike as well. So I did all my endurance riding on my mountain bike, uh, like road rides. Um, Most of it was gravel road, but uh, some of it pavement. But yeah, I did it all on my mountain bike. My road bike sat downstairs on the on the trainer, and I only used it uh, a couple of times. But uh, but anyways, yeah, definitely definitely kicked it up. So typically, my training is as far as riding it has been like three days a week. Uh, and if there's a fourth day, it's like a really really light recovery day, thirty minutes tops of an hour of like really low end like recovery spinning just to keep my legs moving. And some of that was too, cause I was, you know, I was doing some running in the past, which I only ran once this past month. But so what I did in July is I kicked it up to five days a week. So I guess if you kind of look at it, there's three days of high intensity and two days of long endurance riding. And, uh, one of those weeks I actually hit over 13 hours of, of ride time, which is a lot for me. Um, I know there's folks out there that, that put that, put that in all the time, but, um, I just typically don't have that amount of time to put into it. So, but anyways, I didn't do much riding that week after the Lutzen, which you won't see that in my, my training piece calendar. Cause I, the screenshot I took starts off with the week of July 3rd. So anyways, I treated that first full week of July, similar to like a base recovery week. So there's a couple recovery rides in there and there's some spin-ups. Um, I did, uh, I did a threshold test at the end of that week on Saturday. And then on Sunday I did a, uh, like a long, like a two hour, not real long. So about a two hour endurance ride on, on the mountain bike. And that was leading up to getting pretty serious and some training after that. My threshold test was good. So I don't have the, I don't, I didn't do it on my kicker. I don't have the kicker anymore, but I have, uh, so I did on my old Cyclops Jet Fluid Pro. So it's been about a little over a year since I've done a threshold test using that. But so my heart rate, threshold heart rate came out to estimate, of course, right? Because doing these 20 minute threshold tests are just doing an estimation. But so my threshold heart rate came out to 171. And my average speed on the Jet Fluid Pro was up one mile per hour from where it was uh, doing the same test protocol back a little over a year ago. So pretty geeked up about that because that's that's my way to measure power without actually having a power meter. So I'm not really measuring power, but I'm measuring gains. So I'm obviously making making gains. And there is a, a power map out there that you can find for the jet fluid pro. And I've, I've found where people put some calculations together and that type of thing. And there's always some variability to it, right? Cause change in tire pressure or whatever can make a, make a difference on all that. Uh, but I don't think the tire pressure is going to make up for the one mile power. So I'm pretty happy with my gains. And I just know how I'm riding my, my, my powers increasing. So, um, anyway, so the, uh, going into some of the other workouts and I didn't, I did not dive into them too deep in the, the written form, but so I'll go through them here though. My, my big goal of this was, um, was kind of focused on force output and muscular endurance. And then 
the reason I added those two other days in there was to do some long rides and work on my endurance. That's one of the things that in the past I've kind of skipped over a little bit. I've kind of, if I've limited on time, then I tend to do, you know, shorter workouts and higher intensity. So what I was trying to do here is still do all my short, high intensity workouts, but also added in the endurance stuff. Uh, so what that basically looked like, I was down Tuesdays and my, this whole, what this looked like was, is, was kind of like a, a hybrid of some late base training and some like build specific stuff. So I had some force middles and I was going over to one of our parks and there's like a two and a half, three minute climb with a pretty steep grade, which is about, it's about the biggest climb for the most part that's around here. That's at, at least that's steady, consistent without any let offs in it. But I actually set up my own little segment on it. Uh, I did, it's not even public. I just made it for myself. That was, it's actually a little over a minute, but it was specifically, I was cranking out really big. Um, I was in my big ring up front and I'm thinking I might've been in like my 13 tooth in the back, like 50, 55 RPMs and cranking up, cranking up the climb, um, specifically working on force output into the pedals. And then I, I, so I did those on Tuesdays and then Thursdays was sweet spot. So, uh, if I remember correctly, I think I did the first one like 12 minutes long. And then the second week I did it at 15 minutes long. The first one at 12 minutes, uh, admittingly, I did not actually, I didn't actually get to sweet spot. So, uh, when you're doing this stuff by heart rate, it's a little more finicky. And I just, I didn't pick the right gear. I went out too light thinking, and it's always hard, right? Because when you're starting an interval, you know, if you try to get your heart rate there right away, you're usually probably going to overshoot it. And I kept thinking, oh no, I'm, I'm at the right setting. So two things I take out of that one, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little bit stronger. Uh, but really also I just, Last time I had done some stuff like that was with the actual power meter, uh, and uh, I just I just didn't hit it. So I went up a went up a, a gear the second week, and I did them for 15 minutes, and I I definitely got the sweet spot on that. Uh, but I was just trying to build some muscular strength endurance, some just the uh, the ability to go out and and ride at a high tempo pace for a really really long time. So. They say that sweet spot's basically between like a tempo and a low threshold. And then on Saturday, what I was doing was I called it uh, single track hills and chill ride. So I went and put a lot of time in on single track, at least the first week I did. And I hammered the hills. So there's two, three hills with uh, one of them a little bit longer uh, one with a pretty, a couple with a pretty steep grade. And when I hit them, I would crank a low RPM. So big stayed in the big ring. I'm, and I say big ring cause I'm still got a two by on my mountain bike. And, uh, I just, just crank up it. And, and, uh, and then I would ride the rest of the trails, just nice and easy endurance pace, just kind of flowing them. So, um, I'm really big right now. and just in trying to build, uh, some leg strength. It's, it's a little late in the season to be doing that, uh, I guess, but that's, that's where I'm at. I, I feel like 
that's that's something I need to do. I also because I don't really have any plans to do a bunch of like short distance cross country racing that you know if I was doing that right now I'd probably be focused more on like short power burst stuff maybe but I, I'm not it's it's this is all like 100 mile stuff that I'm really looking at doing right now and even though some of those short those short power burst stuff will help me for some of the punchy stuff in the, the Margie Gessick um the combination of me building some strength in some workouts and working on my endurance, the other, I think is a better move for me. Anyway, so that's why I'm doing, doing it that way. But anyway, so I did two weeks of that. The second week on the Saturday Hills and Chills ride, uh, I cut it short. Sometimes you just got to know where you're at. And I knew I had kind of buried myself the week before because I, I went from whatever, six and a half hours a week of training to, and I did like 13 and a half hours that previous week. Um, so I, I think I did hit a few of the Hills and then I pulled the plug. I was going up halfway up one of the other ones and, uh, decided I was don't pull the plug. So I don't know. I used to not be really good at that. I used to just force myself and bury myself even more. And I, so I feel good. I'm getting smarter about that. And then I, I, I went out the next day and did a, a couple hour endurance ride still. Uh, the week of that wilderness one one. I did change things up a little bit and I, I kind of modeled it off of what would be more typical of like a Joe Friel, uh, build week. And so I did do some of those power sets on the Tuesday. Um, I was carrying a lot of fatigue. I had over, overstepped, uh, a bit for sure. And so I just, I tried to keep it to some short power bursts. And I really didn't know how, what the wilderness trail was going to look like anyways. Um, and then Thursday I was going to do the same thing, but I had actually gotten, had made it all the way out there, uh, early enough Thursday. Well, not early, but so just, just before evening, I was able to ride up the opening climb of the wilderness 101 and which was still like a 10 mile ride up and back. Uh, but anyways, the, uh, I, my training stress from that ride was double what I would have done if I would have done the workout that I had planned. And I, I carried some fatigue into the wilderness race for sure. So, but anyways, so my total mileage for the year in 2017 right now is 2,375 miles and 556 of that came in July. And then my total hours of riding for 2017 is 170 hours and 35 minutes. July actually makes up 42 hours of that. But anyways, good stuff. You got any questions on what I, why I would pick out certain workouts and how I put them together or whatever, you know, hit me up and, you know, I, I put this stuff out there. It's like, I kind of enjoy doing it. So, um, um, if you want to know, I'll, I'll answer, I can answer some quick questions. So sometimes people hit me up like, why, why would you do something like that? So, uh, but anyways, I, I reference a whole variety of books when I put together my training plans and I actually have a reference page on my website. So if you're on the, on your computer in the website, there's a menu bar up there that says resources and underneath it is books.
So if you were to go to that, you will find a list of a bunch of the books that I use. So there's some Joe Friel books and there's uh, Andy Coggin books, some Ben Greenfield book on there, but a whole, a whole bunch of different stuff. And of course, they are all Amazon affiliate links. And if you're listening to podcasts, you've heard the affiliate link spiel before already, so I don't need to go back through it. But anyways, those are a variety of books that I like. I don't, I usually don't pull like one specific thing out of them, but I, I've kind of found a, I haven't found like one specific layout from any one of those books that really nails it that I think works for me in my situation. Um, but I've been able to like glean things from a variety of it and pull together what I think works, works for me. And it takes some time to do that, but that's, I, I, I enjoy nerd now, not, uh, I had mentioned earlier running. I only ran once. I ran those like less than a three mile cross country run, uh, the weekend after the Lutzen 99 er just to mix things up. Something, something different. I, I honestly, so prior to or earlier in the year, I was planning to do like a half, mi- half marathon run, uh, really late in the fall. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I've just, I love this endurance mountain bike stuff. And I don't know. I, it's just, uh, right now I think that's what I'd rather do. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I probably will still do some running just to mix things up. I think it's important to mix things up, do some cross training. So we'll see what happens in the fall. But right now I'm, I'm pretty focused on getting some time on my bike. Strength training. I did keep up my strength training to, um, but mostly to maintenance this month. Um, you know, typical push-ups, pull-ups. Um, big fan of of uh, pull-ups. Uh, <clears throat> but I also, I included uh, some Romanian deadlifts, some bench presses, bicep curls. Um, and then just kind of a note on, I completed the, the bench press as a superset with the push-ups. So I would do like 10... 10 reps of the bench press. And then I would immediately put my feet up on a stability ball and do 10, 12 pushups, um, with my feet up on the stability ball. So like I got some strength work out of the bench and then diving into the stability ball pushups, got me some upper body stability. And then the combination of doing 10 reps of the bench and 10, 12 reps of the pushups, right. I got some muscular endurance work out of that as well. As far as the flexibility goes, I've brought that up in the past and I'm really lazy about it. Uh, I did force myself into some flexibility work. I wouldn't say it was as consistent as it should be because it wasn't. Uh, it's one of the things, it's kind of one of those things I know I need to do more of. I'm just, I'm a really antsy person. I have a hard time sitting still, settling down, relaxing, um, that type of thing, which if I could go through like a, a good solid flexibility routine, it would probably help me relax, which is kind of ironic. Uh, but Anyways, I did do some of that stuff and amazingly, I did the Wilderness 101. That was a 16 plus hour car drive out there and I actually drove all the way home 16 plus hours the day after the race. So it was, uh, I think I left there by 6.30 a.m. Eastern time, which was actually 5.30 a.m. my own time and I drove straight through all the way home a little over 16 hours on Sunday after the race. And I don't really have any tight muscles or anything. Feel actually really good. So 
I think some of the flexibility work that I was doing, a little bit of that strength making stuff was a huge help and is, uh, is working out. When it comes to nutrition, I've mentioned this in the past as well, that I'm, I've kind of let it go. Um, let's face it. I am a sucker for donuts, um, and that type of stuff. But anyways, um, I, I did actually track stuff on my fitness pal this past month. I did about two weeks of it. Yeah. I think it was about two weeks of it and it was great. I, I like really cool to kind of see your, you know, your nutrient balance or should I say nutrient imbalance, uh, kind of get a better idea of how many calories are in things and, you know, how many grams of fat and protein and carbs and that type of stuff. Um, it was really all interesting. I even, I broke out my kitchen scale and all that kind of stuff, but it does take a little bit of time, not that much time, but it does take, uh, it takes some, you know, focus to put it all in there and track it all. And so I just decided not to do it anymore. I had the two weeks was helpful enough just to give me an idea and, and, and that type of thing and help me kind of rebalance some things. I might get back to it in the fall, winter, but I don't know. I just think mentally you can only focus on so many things at once. And, uh, I'm a little heavier right now than I, I want to be. And I'm just, I'm okay with it. I'm focused on getting stronger on the bike and, uh, this fall winter, I'll, I'll, I'll put a little more focus on the, the diet again. Upcoming events. So there's a good chance that I'm probably going to change my event plans for August again. Uh, I don't want to say good chance. Uh, maybe it is. I mean, the fact that I'm talking about it probably means it's a good chance. So probably going to do something similar to what I did for for July. So um, my original plans for August was there's a couple. There's actually three. Well, two in August. Uh, Minnesota series, four-hour lap races. You call them the marathon series. But there was the Great Hawk Chase, and I believe that's the one that's in Duluth. And then there's the Cuyuna Crusher, which is at Cuyuna Lakes. And then Labor Day weekend uh, was another one and uh, the Laddies Lopet. And then uh, the other race is not a Minnesota series race, but a race that I'm sure is really well run because uh, it's run by uh, the same person that puts on the, the Lutzen 99er, but it's called Race the Grind up at Giants Ridge in Northern Minnesota. Uh, that was one that was really interested getting out to. However, I'm, I really enjoy going out to the Wilderness 101. And I've heard a lot of great things in the past about the Shenandoah Mountain 100 out in Virginia. And that is Labor Day weekend. So I would basically do the same thing. I would scratch on doing the, you know, the, the smaller races here to, uh, do the, the bigger race at the end of the month. I guess it's it's actually not even in August. So if I do that, I may not even have a race in August. Um, but you know, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, and even so, probably what I'll do is I've got a couple weeks because the Great Hawk Chase doesn't happen till August thirteenth. So I got a couple weeks to make my decision. Um, and I don't even know if I'll make the call on Shenandoah by then or not. Um, but there's a chance that I I may just pull back on doing those regardless. And the call on Shenandoah may be totally last minute because I just got to figure out the logistics of it. Kids start school on that Tuesday. Um, 
I'd love to actually take them out there because I hear it's a big like weekend thing and a lot of people bring their families and that kind of thing, but it is a long drive. So I just lots to figure out and I'm probably not going to even think about it or worry about it here for the next week at least. Um, so I, I probably will scratch, I might end up scratching on those regardless because also there's a big part of me that would, and I mentioned this in my, my write-up that I kind of want to put some focus into my structured workouts of the Margie Gessick anyways. And I don't know, I, I could, this could be a whole episode on its own, which it might even just require me to have like a second person on just to have some more conversation about it. Um, might be just kind of weird me talking about it on my own, but I, I get a lot of satisfaction out of like nailing a planned workout and then learning from those planned workouts, going back and looking, looking at what happened during the ride. Um, and then adjusting that planned workout, those intervals for the next, for the next go around, you know, to keep progressing. I just, I actually, I like that just as much as I like racing, I think. And it depending on what it is, sometimes I almost, maybe I even enjoy it more. I don't know. I, I don't know that I enjoy, I definitely don't enjoy those individual workouts on its own, but the whole journey of putting together those structured workouts and focusing for like a two to three week period on, you know, following a plan that I put together. I don't know. I, I think I enjoy that journey itself just as much as the race. It's that, that preparation for the race. I don't know because it's, it's the, that whole journey. It's just, that's kind of a neat thing for me because you, there's a lot of satisfaction in making a, putting together a plan, being dedicated enough to follow it, um, going, going back and learning from it, how to improve yourself. Um, and then when you, and then getting to that, that race and then seeing if what you did was the right thing or not. So, and for that, for me is the, you know, I, I did the wilderness and if I'm talking about doing this Shenandoah, but for me, it's the, the Margie, right? Like I, I need to improve from what I did last year at the Margie Gessick. So anyways, enough about that, but I don't know. I, 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 I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way sometimes too. Cause I, I know I've talked to other people that are like, yeah, they, they love that journey of the preparation for those races just as much as going to the race itself. Anyways, um, last, last month when I decided to do the wilderness, I actually posted a screenshot of my registration on, on, uh, Instagram. So maybe I'll just do the same thing when I make that call. So watch my Instagram account, the new podcast. So that's, that's next. If you're following, if you happen to be listening to this and for some reason following along on my written form, which I doubt it because you're probably listening to the podcast, like in your car or something like that, but you can go back and reference it anyways. But so there's four podcasts that I put out this month. The first one was the launch of the Endurance Path Endurance Path podcast, a little description of what was going to going to go down here. And then I kicked out a an audio version of my race reports for the three races that I wrote race reports for in 2014. Those were the my very first Lutz 99er, um, my second Check 40, uh, Chawamagan 40. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I've got a correction on uh, on Twitter. And then uh, um, the Red Wing 4-Hour Lap Race. 
So new new articles this month, and this is just some more house cleaning stuff that I'm going through here now. Uh, my Lutzen 99 race reports out there. The uh, which eventually, when I get around to the catching up on the 2017 stuff, I'll put an audio version out of that. Uh, and then, of course, I already mentioned it. You know, the other two articles that I posted was about the podcast stuff, so I don't need to revisit that. So you, if you go to the blog feed, you'll find find those. And then something I might do is I might create a whole separate page on the website that is show notes for each episode that goes out. I mean, each one has show notes in them, but I might put together just a page with those anyways, just over time to keep track of it. So if I do, I'll let you know and I'll, I'll post something out there. Uh, one note on that podcast, actually. Uh, on my webpage, I created a page called Podcast and it has links to um, the iTunes version, the Google Play, Stitcher, and then it actually has the, uh, the feed. So if, if you're not on any of those podcast apps or anything like that, you can go to endurancepath.com backslash podcast and you can listen to them all right there. So back to uh, where were we? The uh, resources page. So uh, something that I, I actually did this a long time ago, like uh, two, three years ago. I had a resources page and some different things. Um, it it wasn't, wasn't that great. I don't know that it was that helpful. I didn't have the greatest resources out there. And I've, I've actually come back to it a couple of times. But um, recently, I so I, I brought it back and I started putting together some various resources. And those are... I've got a page in there for books, which I've already mentioned. So various books over time that I read and reference uh, that I think will, you know, find useful, pertinent to endurance path, uh, readers, now listeners, um, clients of, you know, mine for personal training and, and whatnot. Uh, books, based on the, there's a, a page on their books. So, uh, and then... I've, uh, I had put on there, uh, you know, home exercise and gear and equipment. So I've got a page in there that's like, um, it, it's very more focused on general fitness from the, you know, my personal training side of things. Uh, but I do have like links to like, uh, like my indoor trainer and that type of thing. But if you were to have a home gym, just some basic things that you would have in it. And I think this would be like, if you're not into just general fitness for cyclists, these are all things that you should have in your home workout area. Uh, anyways, like, you know, your pull-up bar for your your door. You've got, uh, if you can't get a full set of uh, full full reps of pull-ups in, like a pull-up assist bands, um, foam rollers, stability ball, things like that. Like stuff that, that y'all should have, whether you're general fitness or, or cycling. And of course, they're all, they're all affiliate links, but that's also, um, I put a lot of time into this. So that's, uh, if you want to support some of that, uh, check it out and you can shop through those links. Again, you've all heard the, heard the spiel. doesn't cost you anything. And I get a little kickback from Amazon. Uh, also, there's a page on there for software phone apps. Um, 
you know, whether that's links to Strava, if you're many people listening to this podcast kind of already know what all those are. However, there's a lot of folks out there that are just getting into this. This is, and that's kind of something I'm passionate about is people just getting into this and figuring out all the things. I get questions like, you know, why I would use training peaks and that kind of thing, but there's links to the training peaks, Strava and, and all that type of stuff. And then another thing I put out there is I had put together some calculators for heart rate training zones. There's like four different ones I have on there right now, basic heart rate. And then I've got, uh, heart rate training zone calculators based off of, uh, Andy Coggin and Joe Friel stuff. Um, that's their, their books are fantastic. I, if you're into trying to figure out some of your own training or just wanting to learn or understand it, whether, you know, you have a coach or not, maybe you want to understand more of just around it, like just the, the ideas behind it. I recommend checking out some of those books. Uh, and then I've got the power training zone calculator on there too, but check the, check those out. And then the last one I'm going to, I don't know why I left it for last, but it's because the one I was going to, it's probably the one that I've updated the recently, but I might each month, I might kind of go through some of these, whichever ones I've updated the most, but it's under resources and then event finder. This is not some event calendar or anything like that. There's already a whole bunch of those out there. Um, not a whole bunch, but there's, there's a few out there that are really good, uh, that I reference all the time. Like one of them's the, the one on mountain bike radio, um, They've got an endurance mountain bike calendar that that uh, I've referenced. But anyways, these are pages for, for instance, like you go to the Event Finder mountain bike races. It started off with me just wanting to kind of help people find a place to look for bucket list events. For instance, like maybe you're not maybe you're not looking for to find something on the calendar wise, but you're just like trying to think of like, okay, where's the where do I even go? Like I I. There's these series that are out there and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like there's the Leadville series. Well, a lot of people don't know that there's Leadville series is not just the Leadville 100. You know, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight races in the Leadville series. So I've I've got those on there. And based on my experience with the Lutes in 99, which is one of the Leadville series races now, they're probably really great events. Uh, and there are events that are on my list that I've heard are good that I'd like to get out to that are probably bucket list events, uh, Epic ride series, you know, that's the whiskey off-road, the grand junction off-road. So I just given you places to look for events, right? It's like I said, it's not a calendar. Um, it's, it's, and it doesn't, it's, it's not gonna, it's not meant to cover everything either. There's, you will not find every event in here. This is like the big bucket list type stuff. Um, like the national 24 hour series events, uh, and then the NUE events, I've got those all listed on there. Um, the ones I've been to have been great. Uh, they actually have an Epic series, which is the hundred miler and a marathon series, which is the hundred K. And then I've got a list of just like other bucket list mountain bike races that aren't part of a series. Right. But I've either heard or done them myself. So I just wanted to give people a place to a look for, for cool, cool events, right? Like the Breck Epic and then the, you know, like Iceman, it's not part of a series. Matahe 100, you know, that's a bucket list race you should put on your list. Vapor Trail 125. Um, and then I've got the mountain bike race calendar. So there's a link to the mountain bike radio endurance calendar. And then there's a link to the USA cycling events. Um, USA cycling events, like don't forget about looking for events on there either. It's like, 
some of these big events um, are actually USA Cycling sanctioned events. So I believe Iceman Cometh is one of those. Um, and I thought one of the Breck events was too, maybe Breck Epic. Not sure. Anyways, uh, I know there's some good races out there that are actually USA Cycling events. So don't don't forget about looking on the USA Cycling events calendar as well. But anyways, that's I just wanted to mention that. Keep looking at that stuff. Um, if you get a chance here on the website, go to the resources, look through it, because I think over time you'll find that as a just a good, easy, quick place to find resources for various things. And then each month, if I add things, I'll I'll make sure to bring them up in here. Um, so the uh, one thing I'll bring up. So the most popular article this month that uh, I posted, um, and it's not always an article from that month, but the most part, the most read article this month actually happened to be this year's Lutzen 99 or mountain bike race report. So uh, in the past, they've been reports from like old reports. So like previous month, I think it was the uh, report from my very first Lutzen 99, which makes sense, right? People are Googling the 99 because it's coming up. Uh, the Matahe 100 this month was a very close very close second. Obviously that race is coming up. And so people are Googling it, uh, coming across the race report. So, um, anyways, on to next month. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be taking it easy this first week of August. I kind of had planned that like training build hitting the wilderness one-on-one, which I went into it carrying some fatigue, but it was okay because I was going to take a recovery week after the wilderness. Uh, something I used to, I'll bring this up, I guess, something I used to screw up with in the past and some of these big events. So, you know, I would, I was planning like a, you know, like a target event. Right. But then I wanted to fit in some other events and a mistake that I think you can make is you put that other event at the end of a recovery week. You're like, well, I'm not going to target it, but if it falls at the end of my recovery week, at least I'll be recovered for it. Well, the problem with that is you'll go do that event and if it's at the end of a recovery week, then your following week is probably the start of another structured training. Well, you end up blowing that structured training because you rec- you have to recover again because you just did this big race. Uh, so I was really excited because the the wilderness I was able to fit in at the be- before my recovery week, which the pros and cons of that is, you know, the good side is I had a week planned to recover afterwards. The bad side is I was going to carry some fatigue in it in, into the race, but it's okay. Cause it was my, it's my first time going out to that, that race. Uh, anyways, right. So, so you go do the race the first time and then, you know, I'll go back to it again and, and target it better. Uh, but, um, it, it worked out. So I'm going to take it easy this first week of August. And then I plan on doing like three hard structured, uh, training weeks. And then I'll, I'll do a recovery week, which leads up to uh, Labor Day weekend. And then I've got a few weeks to, to peak for the, the, the Margie Gessick. So, and so I would say that would be one of the things with the Shenandoah is it, it would come at the end of that recovery and at the beginning of me wanting to taper down for the Margie Gessick. But since the Margie Gessick will likely take me two to three hours, uh, we'll call it two hours two and a half, maybe two and a half hours longer than what Shenandoah will. 
I think, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe it works out that Shenandoah is like the, the kickoff of my, my taper down. Um, we'll see. I'm going to give it here a week or two to see how quickly I kind of recover from the, the wilderness trip, wilderness 101 trip. And if I think I can handle going out to Shenandoah and without blowing my, my Margie race, uh, then I'll, I'll probably do it. Well, I got to figure out the logistics of the, the travel and that kind of thing. And if it works out with family and that kind of stuff. So, uh, anyways, so that's what I've got. Any questions, hit me up. Uh, let me know what you think of this. If there's some things you want me to add to this, let me know. If not, uh, things, things you, things you think that I don't need to include in this, let me know. That's, that's fine. I, I don't want this to be a verbatim thing of my, my written monthly recaps. Uh, like I said, you'll, you'll probably find that I talked about some extra things in here, um, that, uh, you know, you may, maybe you don't find in the, the written report, uh, cause I can just kind of, kind of add live and add some extras. So anyways, the, uh, that's that for this July recap, 2017, uh, contact. So contact stuff for the podcast, just email me at, uh, podcast at endurancepath.com podcast at endurancepath.com for anything related to the podcast and probably what I'll be working on next is my wilderness 101 report Uh, in the meantime I might try to kick out some revisiting 2015 uh, race reports for the podcast as well later